You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with a doctor of physical therapy. We are here with Smith Christenberry from Core Purpose Physical Therapy. Now, you know, office workers, athletes, really just anybody in the world, we all probably know a thing or two about aches and pains, especially as you get older. Now, it does seem as we get a little bit older, pain here and there, it's expected. It just happens, right? Well, the real problem comes in when our healthcare provider can't explain why we're in pain. Pain without a reason is suffering. And unfortunately, this disproportionately affects women for a variety of reasons. Now, pain should not dictate what you can do. This is one of the core beliefs at Core Purpose Physical Therapy. Uh, Dr. Smith is here with us today to tell us about her work, how she's helping women get the answers and care they need to live a lifestyle that is, isn't dictated by discomfort and pain. We had a brief conversation before we went on air, and I cannot wait to learn more about this. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Tell me, so uh, have you always wanted to be a doctor uh, since you were a kid? Or No. You know what's funny? I wanted to be a masseuse when I was a kid, <laughs> and I didn't really go too far. I didn't stray too far from that dream. I went into physical therapy because there were so many avenues that you can take in this field and you're not bound to, you know, there's more schooling, but you're not bound to years and years of schooling and residency. And, you, you know, for lack of a better phrase, you have a life outside <laughs> of your job. That's important too. <laughs> and sure. um, so, yeah, I went into physical therapy and here I am. I did not, even going into physical therapy though, had no idea what pelvic floor PT was at the time. And I have no idea what that is All right. at this time. So we're <laughs> let's dive into we, this. Yeah, let's hear Let about me school this. You. Let's yes, do it. Please, please. I'm excited to know. I, I was telling you my uh, experience with a physical therapist, and this fellow worked magic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, could not get out of bed, sciatica, all these things. And three months later, I was back in motion. So, yeah. um, but that's my only experience. I guess I'm fortunate in that regard. Sure. Uh, but let's hear about this uh, core Definitely. physical therapy. All right. So I take it back to when I first got into PT, orthopedics was what I wanted to do. Started out in orthopedics, heard about pelvic floor PT, and realized that there was such a need for it. Nobody was really talking about it. Uh, wasn't very prominent here in the Charlotte area. So I thought, well, let me do this. You come out of physical therapy school with zero knowledge of how to treat the pelvic floor, how to treat pelvic floor symptoms. You really just learn about the anatomy. So it's a lot of continuing ed. It's a lot of mentorship and experience and kind of just going for it and figuring it out as you go, which, you know, is kind of how everybody else kind of does their job as well, I mm -hmm. guess. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> after a couple of years in orthopedics, I was managing a clinic and started to treat some pelvic floor patients. Um, and, and took off from there. So pelvic floor physical therapy looks a little bit deeper into the orthopedic component of how your pelvic floor muscles contribute to what's happening functionally. So people hear pelvic floor PT, they typically think Kegels or pregnancy or incontinence, you know, like this, this common idea comes to mind 
Um, but what people don't know is that there's a whole other realm within pelvic floor PT of chronic pain and undiagnosed mystery symptoms that people kind of have gone their whole lives hearing, we don't know how to help you and, and you know, we've done all that we can. Um, but nobody has taken a look at what's going on within the pelvis, um, which can can impact so many things. Males, females, whether or not you've had children, um, I, you know, anybody and everybody that has a pelvic floor, and by the way you do, can benefit from pelvic floor PT if they're experiencing issues and symptoms. So we're kind of trying to just spread the word and let people know that this is a thing and we can help. What are some of those symptoms? Because I'm I'm going to be ignorant here, but yeah, no, that's I didn't even know question. I had a pelvic floor. Yes, so, right. <laughs> if we're going to throw it out there, listen, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> um, but takes we, us all we, to make the world. We have around. had a lot of interesting, yeah. you know, people on our podcast, and some of the are doctors and physical therapists, and um, you know, one of the things that came up was, you know, your health. You can't wait till you feel bad to go yes. see a doctor, right? Yes. That's that's the worst indication of of how healthy you are. Right. And it's 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 about getting your routine checkups and getting physicals and doing all those things. But what are some of those symptoms and what you know, there might be listeners right now that have no idea, but sure. maybe this is what they're dealing with. So I'd love to kind of give us a a rundown of exactly what it is and then what should people be looking for per se uh, and and how this could help them. Absolutely. Symptoms of a few symptoms of pelvic floor dysfunction, we'll say, um, could be if you're a female, if you if you are a person that has a vagina, I'll say it that way, uh, you could be experiencing pain with intercourse or, you know, you're trying to insert a tampon and it's painful and, and you can't do that. These are things that people don't really talk about. Um, whether or not you have had children. I mean, you could be a teenager running track in high school and peeing your pants. That's a pelvic floor issue. Your pelvic floor muscles control, they contract and relax to allow the passage of urine and the, the passage of feces and gas and um, function as we breathe and as we move, just like your hamstrings do and just like your biceps do as you go throughout the day. So anything, honestly, that you feel from the pelvis to the rectum and the vagina or the penis can be a pelvic floor concern and a pelvic floor issue. Some specific symptoms would be um, fullness or heaviness or kind of aching sensations in the pelvis or vaginally or rectally. Um, difficulty achieving an erection, pain with e ejaculation. I mean, I could go on and on. Really anything related to intercourse, bowel movements, urination, and just pain in an, in and or around the pelvis itself. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Yeah, these things I mean, there's, happen. You know, it's right. – it, Yeah, go ahead. It sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does is. sound terrible. It really is. It does sound terrible. I, so someone yeah. really close to me just recently got diagnosed with prostate cancer, and there's a lot of conversation about – removing the prostate and then from there is it's all about building up the muscle again right Absolutely. it's all about all the things that can happen there so i'm kind of well versed in that yes. kind of area right now but it's interesting 
uh, because I never really thought of it that way. It's like, oh, you'll just kind of have surgery and then it's right. like, it is what it is. But like, you have to rebuild all of that muscle. Yes. But there might be people that don't have muscle there or or they've never necessarily maybe built that up and that's why they have all these other issues. Right, absolutely. Um, so that's so that's interesting. Do you, is that something that you also deal with if, if it's like cancer patients that have things in that arena, like building up the muscle back from that? Yes, and side effects from chemo and radiation. Right. Your, your body responds you know, really, it's trauma to your body. And if you're having it in that pelvic region, you need to address those muscles just as you would if you had chemo for breast cancer or, you know, any other type of cancer that's going to affect the way that your body functions and the way that your muscles can contract and engage. And um, so, yeah, absolutely. The, the cancer patient pelvic floor physical therapy is absolutely, especially post-op, post-prostatectomy, yeah. lots of urinary incontinence experienced by many patients. What does the process look like if, say, we're experiencing any of these symptoms okay. or we're in Here we go. Uh, that position he's yeah. describing? Call okay. um, Tell us, <laughs> yeah. you know, we come see you. What what starts happening from okay. there? So here's the deal. If, if you're coming to me and you're like, look, I've got pain with bowel movements. I've got chronic hemorrhoids and I'm pushing and I'm straining. And let's say that's that's your concern. And, and I have a fullness that's always there rectally. I lie down to go to sleep at night and I can't sleep because there's this nagging pain and it's keeping me awake. My tailbone hurts. Like it's this is a problem. So in that case, what we would do, don't want to scare you off, uh, for a male, I would do an internal rectal assessment. And what I'm doing is looking at the tone, the resting tone of your muscles, um, how they contract, can they relax, what's the quality of the muscle contraction, what's the endurance of that contraction, and then neurologically making sure that everything is happy and healthy and um, bringing your awareness really to this part of your body and letting you know, hey, there are muscles here here's how we affect the tone of these muscles and here's how I want you to go about your day to day. That's the immediate like symptom, addressing symptoms with regard to that specific patient. From there, what's the cause of the problem? That's the biggest missing link that a lot of people leave behind. You know, your symptoms are better. Okay, great. Go on with your life or they call you back in a month. Hey, my symptoms are back. Typically, typically with pelvic floor issues, it's stemming from something going on elsewhere. Let's say the same guy is a bodybuilder or life's, likes to lift weights and is doing CrossFit. What does your movement pattern look like? Is there a missing link? Are your glutes doing what they should be? The glutes are a huge window into the pelvic floor. Um, you know, are you chronically tight in your hip flexors or your deep hip rotators? What do your movement patterns look like? Because that's greatly affecting your pelvic floor, the tone of those muscles and how they function. Interesting. Mm, you, um, interesting. we mentioned this or, or I guess somebody had mentioned this, then it talks, it's pretty interesting about healthcare professionals really not being focused on creating solutions instead of just treating problems. All right. So, so tell me about that. Yes. You said at the beginning of this podcast in your intro that not knowing what your pain is, is suffering. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly the truth. 
So pain is the physical experience, the noxious stimulus that your brain gets from something that's wrong in the body. But suffering is not knowing why that pain is there. That can be debilitating. It's very fearful. What do you do when you first have pain and you can't explain it? My stomach hurts. Oh my gosh, it's cancer. Oh my gosh, you know, I've got food poisoning. Like it's it's scary not to know why there's pain there. So you go to a healthcare provider and you're like, look, I am being very vulnerable here. Every time I have intercourse with my husband, it's really painful. And their response, not all of not all healthcare providers are like this, but a lot of the time people hear and have heard over and over and over again, you just need to relax. You need to have a glass of wine. Here's some muscle relaxers. Take some gabapentin. I've seen this all the time. I even had one patient tell me that her gynecologist said to her, you just need to get pregnant and stretch everything out down there and have a bit. Oh my God. This woman wasn't even in a relationship. Like I feel like there are what? so many other paths that we could take before we talk about getting pregnant. So anyway. Right. So Hold on. What? Yes, right? I mean, <laughs> mind was blown. She was smart enough to be like, well, that's a red flag. I'm leaving and getting oh a second opinion. Yeah. And eventually found me and was like, hey, can you help me? I was like, yes, this is what I do. And we solve the problem. But that's a big problem. You know, hearing, being vulnerable, saying this is a really personal issue that's affecting my life. Can you help me? And then hearing somebody kind of discredit what you're saying with, "Mm, all you need to do is relax or take a couple of deep breaths or we've done all the imaging in the world and we don't see anything wrong. Therefore, we can't do anything for you. Well, guess what? You you do imaging, you can't see a tight muscle, you can't see trigger points in a muscle, you can't see altered muscle patterns. So of course you don't see anything. Um, that doesn't mean that there's nothing to do. Refer out, you know, say right. I don't know, mm-hmm. and then send them to somebody else that can help. That's, uh, it's it's so disheartening when people hear, there's nothing I can do for you, but not followed up by go try this and see if this person can help you. They specialize in muscles or they specialize in chiropractic or, you know, anything else. Give me something else to go by because it can be really, really upsetting to tell somebody, here's what's going on, and to hear, I'm sorry, there's I don't see anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, mm. if my doctor's sitting here and looks at me and says, "You should just drink a glass of wine." Now, I like to drink. I mean, I'll be like, "That's a great, <laughs> yeah. that's a great idea, Doc." Right? You might, it might be right. But in this you case, probably need to go somewhere else, right? If they're like, "Well, just drink a glass of wine," probably not, or not the solution. Well, you've experienced it with your dentist, not to name any names, yeah. but I mean, he quoted a full. What, what was yeah. it? I mean. He wanted to redo all the teeth, ten thousand dollars. It was way more than that. All they needed was one root canal or something. You know, it's like go down that rabbit hole of health. These were not my teeth. That's scary. These were not my teeth. It's it's a mess. No root canals over here. They wanted your wife to do a full. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, it was crazy. Yeah, that's but but that's the type of thing where as a patient, right? We, you walk into, anytime you go into a doctor's office or a physical therapy, you're vulnerable, right? And you're going into this subject matter expert for a reason, right? It'd be the same thing if somebody came in here and all I was trying to do was create a transaction that made us a lot of money instead of truly caring about the brand, understanding the budget, coming up with a customized solution that works for what they're trying to achieve. And and everybody's happy about it, right? Like we're confident in what we're doing and it's why we get new business for doctors Look, your patients are not going to be as smart as you and we don't know. And when you don't feel good and you walk in, 
that's probably the most vulnerable you could ever be, especially right. when you're concerned about things going on. So that kind of shocks me, but I want to kind of go into this. Is this something that that other cities, like they don't have people that do this specific type of PT? Because it seems to me like you're kind of the new one on the block and it's like, hey guys, if there's an issue, refer it over here. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. I can help out. Right. So there are, believe it or not, there are a lot of fantastic pelvic floor physical therapists awesome. right here in Charlotte. Okay. Treating males, treating females. There's some pediatric PTs, um, pelvic floor PTs. And no, in, in in other cities, there there are multiple pelvic floor physical therapists, um, all with wonderful skills and excellent skills. And most of them are private practices. Um, and a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, along with a lot of other healthcare arenas nowadays, are not in network with health insurance because of the game that you play, which feeds into the conversation we just had about, you know, getting hearing what you need to hear from your healthcare provider of, I only have 20 minutes to sit here with you and discuss because I've got to see 50 patients today and I've got, you know, the whole healthcare game of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, no, I am not the only one. Um, I am out there and but I, I think I'm standing up and being like, hey, guys, hey, penis, vagina, rectum, <laughs> like, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And this is what I do. And I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. Bring your issues to me. You know, there's never TMI. Um, so I think maybe that's why when people hear pelvic floor PT or when they comment in the Facebook moms group, you know, I've got this going on. Can somebody help me? There's a lot of my name comes up. Um, and maybe that's because, you know, I'm just out there like, hey, this is the thing. And here's what I do. And here's how you can fix your problem. You know, talk about it. Do, would you say on average, you see more women than men? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I, there is, because there's, you know, there, there are several pelvic floor physical therapists in Charlotte, but, but that's recent. They're, they're all around my age. You know, we're all, um, fairly new-ish, you know, to the the PT, the pelvic floor PT world. Um, there are when I when I graduated from PT school and decided I wanted to, to to go down this path, there were two women that I found in Charlotte, and this was oh God, I don't even know when I graduated from PT school. Let's say it was like eight years ago, ten years ago. Um, and, uh, trying to find that mentorship was so difficult because there, you, you need somebody to guide you and to teach you and to show you. Um, and, uh, you start with females and then gradually kind of move into the male world, the male arena. So, um, some pelvic floor PTs only treat females, some treat males and females, some only treat males. There's a, there's a big combination. Um, I have recently within the past year kind of started to dabble in the male population. So my male patients are typically a little less complex. And if it's something out of my realm, I'm kind of going to refer out, but yeah, I, I've definitely treating males and females. God, I just can't imagine. Like you said, nobody likes to talk about this stuff, right? Like, and then coming in and and seeing you and having to have that conversation, and then. But let me tell you, you could the people that walk through your door and and are like, 
you know, when I yeah, like tell like, between their legs, like I've got you know, an issue. Yeah, like wake up in the middle of the night and you know, there's a lot of blood flow. And I'm like, okay, so you're having erections that are keeping you awake in the middle of the night. Let's say, but then there's by the end, right. Like, and I'm like, well, let's say it. You're today. like, you can just tell me. Yeah, you can I got say it. it. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and you just kind of have to like pick up on those cues. Yeah. Uh, and you get a feel like this is an uncomfortable scenario for them. Listen, by the end of like the first or even second yeah. visit, these people are like, hey, you know, <laughs> everything's good. You know, yeah. we're talking and people yeah. way more comfortable. And let me tell you about my bowel movement I had yesterday. And I'm like, let me hear all about it. Yeah. So it's kind of funny oh how, God. yeah, I look, once you break that barrier and you really start to talk about it and it's normal, like this yeah. stuff. Well, we all deal with we, it. Yeah. Why 100%. should you suffer? You know, let's fix it. You know, I, I find Love it interesting because when I grew up, it was like, Nobody talked about religion. Nobody talked about politics, yeah. and nobody talked about their Penises health. And right? Vaginas. They didn't want to talk about any of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? We're already throwing the religion, and the politics thing all over right, social media. So right. you might as well talk to your doctor yes. about everything. Come on. <laughs> yes, You're right. already telling everybody in the whole world what Hang your thoughts are, there. anyways. That's you might right. as well be open and honest with your doctor. Right. Now's the time. Let's talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> there are no boundaries. Now you don't have to go post it on Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> But be open with your doctors. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I want to, I'm interested. So this is unique kind of what you're doing and it's pretty cool. But I want to also talk about like misguided beliefs that like previous doctors have instilled in patients. Because I feel like, I feel like you get a different experience each time you go into a doctor's office. Some are great. Some are bad. This can be in any type of a profession. It can be in any, I mean, this is life, right? Like this is life. But what are some of those those myths that maybe now people are still, well, that's, you know, an apple a day, you know, yeah. and like, oh, that's such a good question. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. The number one myth that comes to mind, oh, I got two. The number one that comes to mind is that if you have pelvic floor issues, typically this is, this is geared towards females. Um, you need to do Kegels. Mm-hmm. 100 Kegels a day, Kegel, Kegel, Kegel. And a Kegel is a, is a m- contraction of your pelvic floor muscles. Um, all right. So, you know, for years and years and years, we've been telling women, do Kegel strengthen your pelvic floor. So the, the number one thing that people hear, females specifically hear from their doctors, uh, when they're having urinary incontinence or when they experience what's called a prolapse after childbirth or they just feel weakness or whatever – is that you need to do Kegels. And that's so far from the truth. And the reason is because um, we it's, it's just not functional. I mean, the core muscles of the body work as a unit. Um, and if you just contract, um, you know, it would be like just doing bicep curls to strengthen your bicep. There are so many other facets and and avenues to strengthen your bicep muscle and the same goes for your pelvic floor muscles. In fact, if you if you just sit there and do kegels, I, you'll still have incontinence and that's not necessarily the cause of what's going on. You know, you could have too much tone in your pelvic floor muscles. So now you're doing kegels, you're making your muscles tighter and thus worsening the problem. So that's probably Myth number one, Kegels will fix the issue. So, so false. You need to turn it into function. You need to combine that with spinal rotation and movement and the glutes and the pelvic muscles that surround the pelvis and so on and so forth and your breath. Um, It's a functional issue. It's not just within your pelvic floor. And then myth number two, you've had children. That's just the way that it is now. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
kindly fuck off. <laughs> I never, Love ever want to hear anybody say to somebody else, oh, honey, you've had, that's what your grandmother says, right. okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've had children, sure. that's just the way it is now. Nope, that's what we used to think. That is not how it is now. All this stuff is common, it's normal, it's not the rest of your life. Fix it, find somebody that can help you fix it, and move on. You can live your life without these symptoms, without these pains, without these issues. Find the right person. How do we change that, right? Like if I'm looking at the process of someone going into maybe their 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 regular doctor, then they go to a, a gynecologist. Is it bridging the gap between those doctors and gynecologists to know that you're that avenue? Are we going to create workshops and create things to educate them and say, yeah. listen, it's okay to say, I don't know, but we have a rock star that does. I want to refer you over there to see if that could help. It might not. You never know. Yes. But absolutely. you know what? Why not? Give it a shot right. instead of, well, this is the way it's going to be. Good luck. Yeah. And pat them on the ass and send them on their way. I yeah, mean, yeah, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. So uh, spread the word, you know? I mean, I'm all over social media. I'm trying to improve, increase awareness, going to different doctors. People, you know, women tell their friends and they refer. And that's so, so amazing when I get people. 90% of my referral source is my patients, you know? It's just people telling other people. Um, but you can't, you know, there are like you said, there are great doctors and doctors that will say, okay, let's dive deep and really figure out what's going on here. Um, so you can't, and there are awful physical therapists, you mm -hmm. know, there are physical therapists that will lay you on a table, look at your pelvic floor and just do Kegels. Like that's, you know, kind of the old fashioned approach to what's going on here within the, the pelvic PT realm. But um, you, the number one response to that is to advocate for yourself. Even though you walk into a doctor's office and you know for a fact that their education is much, much more than yours within this particular field, who the fuck cares? Mm -hmm. They don't know what you're feeling and they don't know what's going on. So if that person who has so many degrees and so many certifications is looking at you and saying, mm, there's nothing we can do about that or I don't really see anything wrong – um, or, you know, here's a bunch of pills, move on with your life, go find somebody else, you know, advocate for yourself. Don't be just, just move on. I mean, find somebody else. You go to a surgeon, they're going to offer you what's in their toolbox, surgery. They, they know how to fix your problem with surgery. So they'll offer surgery. That's not, don't, you know, be mad at them for saying you need surgery. That's how they know what to do. You go see a doctor, they're going to say, Hey, here's some pills that I know will help this problem. Okay, sure. That's they know that that pill is probably going to help your problem. But finding the root of the problem is the biggest thing. Keep advocating for yourself. Keep fighting for yourself. Get a second opinion until you hear what you want to hear. And that's here's what's going on. Here's why this is happening, and here's what we're going to do. This is why it's going to help your problem. Really, really great advice. Yeah. Yeah, just keep fighting. If you feel in your gut that something is wrong, um, don't let somebody tell you that it's not. Something is wrong. Right. Um, on average, when you start treating someone, is it, you know, would you say a 
two, three month process, a, a year or two process. Yeah. Okay. Or... So it depends on the patient. If I have a patient coming to me that's been dealing with chronic pain for 20, 30 years, that's going to be a little bit yeah. of time to unpack. <laughs> yeah, um, but... <laughs> um, but it's it's a gradual progression and it's not linear. You know, you'll have good days and you'll have bad days. You probably experienced that with your sciatic pain. You're like, well, I, I, was, I did too much today. I'm really feeling it. I need to spend a little bit more time doing, you know, this or that. Um, and I know that it'll feel better. In somebody who um, specifically uh, is dealing with, let's go back, you know, what everybody knows and loves about pelvic floor PT is urinary incontinence in the postpartum period, um, that's a pretty quick fix typically. So that I oftentimes will see a patient for their initial visit. It's one hour. They come back a week later and they walk in my door and they say, it's been a week and I haven't peed my pants. Like, let's go. Let's keep going. I believe it. Let's, I'm, I'm, you, yeah. um, you know, you, <laughs> this, this shit working. works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, it, it totally depends. I typically don't, it's rare that I'll see patients more than once a week. Occasionally I do see somebody twice a week. Um, but usually it's a once a week kind of progression because the goal in what we're doing is to equip you with the knowledge of what's going on and how to fix it. So awareness is 75% of what I do, awareness and education, and that goes a long way. Hey, sure. you may not be an athlete or you you don't want to get back to running, but you're a mom with a toddler and a newborn that has significant back pain and you pee your pants every time you cough. So every time you go to pick up your child, every time you um, you know, load or unload the dishwasher, um, do, the, do some hip hinging, feel your glutes do the work. You don't have to work out to be strong and I mean honestly if you have children if you have a toddler you work out every single day let me sure. tell you that um, <laughs> so you. turn your right turn your daily functional movements into exercise and that's really easy to do and it goes a long way about that yeah i got two of those little nuggets at home me too <laughs> crazy as hell are busy it I, is. I hear all the stories we, <laughs> we have two ladies here that are pregnant right now oh, yeah. yeah and that's um, awesome yeah so we're navigating do it day apart yeah oh literally literally yeah wow you know since we're all talking about menstrual cycles and yeah, you've man. always heard that the office and all the ladies oh that hang God, out kind of get on the same well Jeez. it's that's true so yeah. it's true <laughs> we got some planners that's right yeah. I mean, talking That's about awesome. a schedule, good right. Lord. Yeah. Um, okay, so you've seen what it's like yeah. to go through a vaginal birth or a cesarean section or Both, what? actually. Okay, yeah. yes. It's, yeah. Did you have any idea that it was that intensive and that traumatic? No. I, I never changed it. did make it look easy? Uh, <laughs> because y'all need okay, to stop making the, it look easy, the okay? The first one was was long right yes, it was long yeah, and it was typical. natural and and i'll just put it this i got a big head right so my yeah. kids had big heads <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> made shit a lot more interesting <laughs> um but no my wife was a rock star i mean the yeah. whole time i'm just sitting there it was actually she's a realtor i was actually writing up offers while she's giving birth <laughs> uh, so alan tate you're welcome That's on incredible. that but um no she it was amazing but it was also crazy right and then it got to the the very end and it was like this has to happen now, or then we're doing the emergency C-section and it was, it's kind of a blur. And then before you know it, like I'm holding my yeah, kid and you're like, right. this is insane. And then the C-section was totally different. Yep. It was like, walk in, bing, bong, bang, here's your kid. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is pretty sweet. Right. <laughs> this is, right. Now, 
obviously I, I to experience both of those, but um, yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that was like, Trust me, we don't want you yeah, to. Well, yeah, I, I have to listen to a man yeah, there's, complain about yeah, uh, childbirth. Yeah, oh, God. yeah no, I, I love my wife and I'm proud of her, but there ain't no way I'm, you know, if, if men were in charge of this, the population would end. Oh, yeah, we'd 100%. be extinct. Yeah, 100%. we'd be like, we're good, sure. we're yeah. good with that. We'll just end um, here. So, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I'm curious, <clears throat> excuse me, if... If you do other forms of physical therapy as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, or is it just the pelvic region nope. kind of stuff? My wife has terrible pain in her neck and it's always like really tight, yeah. you know, in here. She hadn't been able to figure it out. Got and, it. And seen quite a few people. Okay. And so I was just curious if if maybe you explored other avenues yes. and, and things like that. Yeah. So I, I don't know if there are any pelvic fl- I mean, there are. To come right out of graduate school and go right into pelvic floor PT without really getting your um, your roots and your skill set in orthopedics, I don't know how you do it. I mean, you have to know how the the function and the connection between the pelvis, the spine, um, the neck, the you know the hips, all of sure. it before you really dive into the pelvic floor. So um, yes, I did orthopedics for several years. That was one of the best pieces of advice I ever got coming out of PT school from a pelvic floor PT was you need to get your skill set in orthopedics first Mm -hmm. and then dive into pelvic floor PT. Um, And that's what I did. So I do absolutely pelvic floor PT is a subset of orthopedics for sure. And I spent... um, my entirety of, you know, trying to get into PT school and then rotations throughout PT school and then work leading up to this point since PT school in orthopedics. Um, And yeah, so usually when there's, this applies to any muscle in the body, when there's a muscle that is really, really chronically tight, Mm -hmm. um, typically that muscle's antagonist is weak. So if you're in the neck and that muscle is kind of pulling your shoulder upward, um, down lower, kind of underneath the shoulder blade or in the shoulder blade, there are muscles that will pull that shoulder and shoulder blade down. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that antagonist balance because the body works in a very mechanical way that's important to have all the pieces in alignment, if you don't have that counterbalance to that muscle up above, then you don't have, you know, you're, you're constantly up in your neck and that muscle is going to constantly be kind of pulling and doesn't necessarily mean that it's strong. It, it could also be weak and need some strengthening, but you'll need some other um, to look at the bigger picture, what's missing here. You know, we could massage it all day long, but you're going to keep coming back to me saying, my neck hurts again, my neck hurts again. Right. So the, the solution to the problem That's is, exactly what's happening. where's that missing puzzle piece? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. muscle isn't doing their job? Interesting. Yeah. Um, would they come like in, in in that kind of scenario? Would they come directly to you, or would they have to be referred by okay, their so primary doctor? Yeah, North Carolina is a direct access state, okay. which means that you can go see a physical therapist without a doctor's referral. Okay. Not every state is like that, but North Carolina is one of them. Very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. That is that awesome. Is awesome. It I'm is shocked really that for you. There's states yeah. that say you. 
Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have a doctor's note. Like, what am I in third grade? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Dude, just follow like, bro, the I'm money, going, man. I'm going to follow, see the, follow yeah, the I'm money. Go, I'm going to see I mean, the experts. It's just, like, yeah, get, it's God. crazy. So but what, insurance does cover. Yeah. So um, that's the question I want to ask yeah, is how if yeah. people right yeah. now are listening, how do they get in touch with you? What's the process? How do we get them set yeah, up with yeah. you? So I'm out of network with health insurance. And that's really a that's personal choice, but also okay. um also kind of necessary because um and I've been in this PT world before. In in um, you know, healthcare in general, but specifically in physical therapy, in orthopedics, you can see two to three patients at a time. Um, you can. That doesn't mean that you should, but you can. Um, it'll it'll burn you out real quick and sure. you will see you know, it's not – you'll see that in your patients, right? You come to a clinic, you see somebody different every single session, and they're also working with two other people, and they're just kind of like, hey, do this, do that, and taking you through the motions. There's a couple red flags there. Um, but that company and that clinic is getting reimbursed by three people's health insurance mm. for, you know, four units or whatever they're billing over the course of 45 minutes or an hour. That's a that's a pretty good return on what you're doing um, working with three people at one time. I cannot work with three people at one time um, because I'm doing, you know, pretty personal right. things here. So <laughs> yeah. it's very one-on-one. Hey, line up, guys. Yeah, woo! Uh, so. <laughs> I'll make y'all real comfortable today. <laughs> now shake hands. Oh my nice God. to meet you. This is Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Brian. Oh Let me tell you all about hey, what I'm How are you good. today? I had blood flow <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Major gas over here. <laughs> oh, that's nice, Scott. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Oh. oh my gosh! And you wonder why people don't talk about this right here. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Oh man. Um, so, Sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> um. So, so the issue there is, um, you pay, you pay out of your pocket to come see me, and for one hour, it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, what you pay to come see me you will get more out of that. You're investing more into the results that you'll see as opposed to going to see somebody that will just kind of, you know, is a mill. Right, yeah, exactly. Where people are just coming in and out, in and out, in and out. Quantity over exactly, quality. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so you can use your HSA, you can use your FSA, you, I offer what's called a super bill, which is a detailed receipt that has billing codes on it. Mm -hmm. um, and that you can send to your health insurance for reimbursement, but that depends on your out-of-network benefits. You can look it up on your portal through your health insurance online. You can call them and they will tell you what that is. Um, but you go see somebody and they're saying to you, I need to see you three times a week for three weeks and then two times a week and then we'll taper you off. And your copay is $20 a visit. And then after you've done 20 visits, paid 20 bucks a visit, and three months later, you get a bill in the mail from your health insurance that says, hey, here's what we covered. Here's what you owe. That it's $1,000 yeah. 
they're calling the clinic. I used to do this all the time. Mm -hmm. They're calling the clinic saying, what the hell? I paid my copay. And I'm like, hey, guys, I know, but this is your health insurance. You're So just because yeah. you have health insurance mm -hmm. and you're going and only paying a $20 copay honestly doesn't really mean much because – it doesn't necessarily mean that it's 100% covered. So right. my point is get the better care, get the one-on-one -on -one attention, get the details on what's going on and, you know, uh, fix it mm -hmm. in less visits. Send it off to your health insurance. If they reimburse it, great. If not, you feel good. do you feel better? Right. Awesome. <laughs> what's that word? Cool. Yeah. Mm. Right. I always say if we don't have our health, nothing else really matters. Absolutely. I mean, if you Absolutely. don't feel good and, yeah. you know, all those things, yeah. like, if you can't move, what the hell else are you going to do? Yeah. You can't, exactly. you can't right. work right. You, you yeah. know, your Pain mind's is. off, everything. Right. What's your so. core purpose, you know? Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> how, can, uh, how can people contact you? What's the best way? You can um, find me. I have a website, corepurposept.com. You can find me on Instagram at corepurposept. You can call me. You can email me, smith, at corepurposept.com. Um, and I honestly, you can show up at my office and I will answer any questions that you have. Love it. Oh, snap. And she is right um, off of Euclid Avenue. Yeah. So right here in Uptown, the number is 704-819-6058. So definitely reach out. We're going to have to get this podcast uh, posted on the Facebook mom group. I know how all those ladies roll. That's, That's right. right. 100%. It's about, it's about yeah. to be our biggest hit right here. <laughs> well, um, I'm happy. Thanks for yeah. educating us. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks really for happy having to me. Thanks more. for being so open uh, yes, to listen for sure. and to talk about it and to spread the word. Well, we'll we were talking earlier and we can thank Jamie at Experience Anatomy for waking us up to anything can happen on this podcast. <laughs> and right. if you want to know what happened, go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> um, but this has been awesome, Smith. Thank you so much. It's yeah. cool to learn a lot about this. And, um, and and I had no idea that this also affected men. So, Absolutely. you know, if you're listening and you have issues, if your wife has issues, you know, reach out like there, it's Ask 150 questions. bucks to come in and see a visit. And it could be something that changes your life. And if you've been told by a doctor or been told by another physical therapist that it is what it is it isn't right so yeah, go to somebody absolutely. else uh and, and figure that out but yeah this is eye-opening i really appreciate you sharing the story and i think this can help a ton of people yeah of course thank you thanks for sharing and spreading the word Thank you. I, I love it. it. So everybody, uh, like we always say, like, share, comment, go check out um, Core Purpose PT on Instagram. Uh, go follow Dr. Smith on LinkedIn. And uh, if you have any issues, please reach out. But we're so excited and, uh, and and happy that you got to share that story. Hopefully we can connect some people that might be going through some issues to you. And I'm um, just excited to have people like you in Charlotte. You know, it's cool like that. that. So yeah. it's awesome. Well, until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.